Hey, what is up? The Leafs combo back in business for Thursday, October 22nd, 2020. The presentation sponsored by Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com, 0% now on most models. The 2021s are just around the corner. Get at me and I'll let you know how you can save on the last batch of 2020s. You can do that in community or through Twitter at I am Norman James. The 2021 Bronco is at Oak Ridge Ford today. I'll have some pictures on YouTube and also on Twitter. I'm Norm along with Mike, Ilya Mikheyev, Mr. A. Uh, Two-year contract extension courtesy of Kyle Dubas and the Intelligentsia at Forty Bay. <laughs> Uh, McCabe's an exciting player. Glad to see him uh, locked up for the next few years. Yeah, and good morning, Norm. Uh, yeah, it was a a compromise, and I, I wasn't surprised that, you know, obviously most players that go to arbitration settle before the hearing because once the hearing happens, they're locked into either what the player uh, offered or what the team offered, and the gulf between McCabe, uh asking for 2.7 million on a one-year deal and the Leafs asking for 1 million on a two-year deal was pretty wide. So they settled not even in the middle. Uh, the cap hit was, uh, the AAV is 1.645 a year, uh, for two years, um, 1.1 million in the first uh, year, 2.19 million in the second year. It's a good deal, especially since McKayev played half a season. He had a I think it was 20 game stretch where he didn't score a goal, but he just started to pick things up just before he had the wrist laceration in late December. And then he played uh, for the Leafs in the, in the playoffs, you know, a good player. And I think they want to see a lot more. And based on what Daniel Milstein, his agent Mm -hmm. said, uh, when, when they announced the, uh, the extension, you know, he wanted to be in Toronto and he was prepared to take a little less based on the Leafs current cap constraints to, to get things done. Um, so yeah, it's a good deal all the way around and we can only hope that McKayev sort of steps off where, you know, he left off at the end of last season before he got injured. Yeah. This team is built with layers, uh, the core group of talent that was drafted and continues to develop, uh, circa 2015, 16, 17. Uh, and then, um, the players who've come on to, support those guys over the last few weeks. And then let's not forget about the Nick Robertsons and the Ilya Mikheyevs pushing towards the ultimate goal of winning a Stanley Cup. And Mikheyev does indicate that, look, um, this team does have players who are coming through the pipeline, who burst through and who will uh, eventually make a difference when the Leafs need to make some changes down the line. There's been a level of depth established by Kyle Dubas with the signings that they've made in free agency and the trade of Andreas Janssen for Joey Anderson, who could fight for a sort of a third, fourth line job with this team. I mean, I, when I posed my question to Kyle Dubas uh, during his conference call on Sunday, you know, I said, you know, you've got 15 or 16 NHL level forwards and eight or nine NHL defensemen. Now the question is, are you done acquiring players in free agency are you done um because you still have to sign travis dermott which we'll talk about in a second i mean and he said well you know we're never done but you know the willingness of players to maybe come and sign with the leafs now might be less because they see all the players that they have and now they don't know whether there's an opportunity for them to get into the lineup. So, you know, there are really good players still left in free agency, but you know, the Leafs have loaded up Mm. and 
they might not be able to attract somebody to come here unless, you know, there's another sort of bullet left in the chamber with Cal Dubas and he makes a trade and trades, you know, two or three for one or something like that. But I mean, more than likely they're done making major moves uh, this off season. And we just have to wait until training camp to see how it all works. Yeah. Out. This plan was more calculated than just bringing a mishmash of players together. Yeah, no, no. I, I definitely think that there was a focus on veterans on, you know, players who could, sort of make the room more, I would say more, uh, not more emotional, but more involved more. I mean, there was, I, I, I don't know how many times I heard like people like Ray Ferraro or Pierre Maguire during games, during the regular season, or even in the playoffs that they said, there's just wasn't a lot of chatter going on uh, on the bench. And, you know, with teams that like Tampa Bay or Dallas that had success in the playoffs, there was, you know, accountability and sort of a verbalization of what was going on. And they didn't really hear that going on on the, on the Leafs bench. Now, when you get Zach Bogosian and Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton, <laughs> you've added that. Yeah. So that's, that is, that is something that is not going to be in short supply. And, you know, the big players like Marner and Matthews and Tavares just have to do what Marner Matthews and Tavares have always done, which is score and bringing that character that was missing is the job of the players that they've brought Don't in. Be stars, go win an F and Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. This is the Leafs combo for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario. OakRidgeFord.com. OG's Converse. Thanks for all of your support. We're closing in on three thousand subs on YouTube. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh, if you are a part of our community but haven't hit the subscribe button yet, do it. Smash it. Crush it. Just don't um, destroy your device or your laptop or, uh, you know, whatever piece of machinery you're using to listen to Mike and I collab because we're going to need you in the long haul. Uh, Some of our recent items, Let's Do This, Maple Murray, Change Agents, We Want Joe, We Damn Boys all there for the listening to. So go ahead and do that. Mike, you mentioned Travis Dermott, restricted free agent. What is Travis Dermott to this team over the next few years? Can this guy emerge to become a stalwart? Because we know his talent's incredible coming up through the Erie Otter system, playing with Connor McDavid um, uh, and then joining the Maple Leafs to, uh, you know, considerable fanfare. He's, he's, in terms of name recognition, he's lost in the shuffle because there are so many superstars on this team. But is is this guy ready to break out? Like really, truly break out? And 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 can he, or will he be one of those guys at the end of the day who really is a third, fourth defenseman at best? He has all the tools to be what I think the Leafs have expected him to be, which was a top four defenseman. Um, but. You know, really, last year, I don't think he stepped up uh, from being more of a bottom-pairing guy, even when they had to elevate him in the lineup when Riley and Muzzin were hurt late in the year. I mean, it, it was last year was sort of disappointing. He didn't really produce offensively, and he has offensive tools. I've sure seen him, does. you know, with with Erie in the OHL and with the Marlies. He's, he's a great skater. He has some offensive creativity. He just really hasn't translated that into success or that kind of production at the NHL level. And, you know, that may keep his price down in terms of a contract for this upcoming year. He, you know, there's, it's very possible um, he takes uh, the qualifying offer or something close to it. 
Um, and, you know, right now with, like I said, eight or nine NHL defensemen, he's probably going to be, I would say, you know, on the bottom pairing or fighting for playing wow. time. Uh, I think they, I think they expected more. I mean, you got to realize they, you know, they didn't bring in Zach Bogosian just to be a, a seventh or eighth defenseman. I think they brought him in here to play and be a penalty killer and a veteran presence. And Miko Lettinen, the, the uh, defenseman they signed from the KHL is thriving with Jokerit right now. And a lot of people have indicated that they believe he's a top six defenseman in the mm-hmm. NHL. And if they signed him, they're going to give him an opportunity. So, you know, it's up to Dermot to fight for, you know, his playing time. And right now I think he's going to be in a battle. And that's why there's a lot of speculation about potential trades because they almost have too many bodies. Now they can put Rasmus Sandin down with the Marlies, but if the AHL doesn't play, then you're going to have a taxi squad of players and they may rotate some of them in or in and out, not just to sit there and be dormant all year. So it's going to be a battle for Travis Dermott. Dermott's an example of, um, an unfortunate example of how the Leafs really were never going to be built 100% organically. The young crew was there, the drafting and the developing, but there comes a time when uh, additions would need to be brought in to augment the group, to bolster it, to make it stronger. So mm-hmm. those who believe that Kyle Dubas was just going to build a team f- from scratch and have that team uh, entirely win a Stanley Cup uh, have to be disappointed. But who cares, right? Because most of the fan base is thinking, uh, win a Stanley Cup with the core group of players. But if you have to supplant one or two or three or four with <laughs> personnel from outside the organization, young or old, you do it. Well, if you remember, I mean, in 2016, after this team finished last overall and it drafted Austin Matthews, I don't know if it was the Hockey News or ESPN or one of the you know uh, pundits who was um, evaluating the, the strength of organization had the Leafs as the number one organization in, in hockey in terms of their, their, you know, their young assemblage Mike, of talent. the team did win a Calder Cup. And when you have an organization that has a Calder Cup champion, the expectation is the bulk of those players will move on to the NHL and do great things. We've seen it happen with other organizations. And the Leafs mm-hmm. were on their way. And then it's, it didn't go much further than that. Well, and the, my, the point that I was, was making was the fact that, okay, that group, you know, which included Matthews and Marner and Nealander, who, who at that point had only played like mm-hmm. 20 games in the NHL, also included Connor Brown, also included mm-hmm. Zach Hyman, Andreas Janssen, and Kasperi Kapanen. And now three of those guys, Kapanen, Janssen, and now recently Connor Brown with the contract he just signed today with Ottawa, they're making over $3 million a year. And that, that's the thing. It's like the, for two years, uh, well, actually for, for three years, up until the, the 2018 season, this team had all or most of those players making on their entry level deal or, you know, I think in the case of Connor Brown, I think he was making two million bucks the last, the last year before he was traded. They didn't win anything. Why didn't they win anything? Because Kyle Dubas 
kept everyone, didn't trade anyone, and didn't improve the area of the team that needed to be in, improved, which was defense. And now we've seen them upgrade with TJ Brody. We've seen them upgrade with Jake Muzzin. We've seen them add a, a character guy in Zach Bogosian. Those were moves that needed to be made two or three years ago for this team to have success in the playoffs. And now four years into, you know, all these young players being on this organization, they still have not won uh, a first round can we, match. Mike, can we so, criticize the timing of this or is it, this is the moment, this is the process. And in time, the Leafs will put themselves in position to complete the mission. Most of the time, and I'm not saying it's impossible that this happens, but most of the time, teams win their cups with their star players either on entry-level contracts or their second contract. Now, in the NHL, the reality is now, you know, that second contract, that bridge deal has been eliminated because these players want to get paid right away. Um, but, you know, Jonathan Taves and, and Patrick Kane won most of their cups won the first one on their entry level contract and the second and third cups on their second contract before they were making over 10 million bucks a year. Same thing with Getzloff and Perry in Anaheim in 07. They won when they were on their entry level contracts. There are numerous examples. Uh, Drew Doughty was on his second contract with the Kings when they won their two cups. When you're overburdened by big money, then you can't usually add you know, that supplemental or secondary level of player. Uh, to be able to help the star players. Now, the one benefit, and we've seen this now for a couple of years with the Leafs, is they can attract players like Thornton, like Simmons, from the GTA who, A, want to finish their career in Toronto to be closer to family, but B, while they still have something left, they want to win a cup with the Leafs because the, the Leafs haven't won a cup in 53 years. That is a great magnet for this organization that allows them to be able to pull talent to the club that other teams might not be able to. So it, it can sort of defer that problem of paying three guys over $11 million or close to $11 million in the case of Martyr and still be able to add secondary players. But you've seen they basically cut out mm -hmm. the entire middle class of this organization with Janssen being traded and Kapanen being traded and a couple of years ago Brown being traded. They're probably, you know, they've probably cleared out Andreas Janssen for the immediacy of clearing cap space. But I, I'm fairly sure that they traded him because they want to re-sign Zach Hyman, who's got a year left in his contract. And they they had to clear that over $3 million salary of Janssen's to be hey, able William to do Elander's that. Hey, William still on the team. And uh, I, I honestly, <laughs> I, I, I just don't see him, at least right now, being moved. Uh, Marner... Some think he can be moved and there are ways to do it. Uh, wouldn't it just be nice for all of these dudes to come together and win a Stanley Cup together? Forget about having to move one to bring in others. Let's, with this group, move forward. Reading over the past week and a bit, um, the reaction to the Joe Thornton signing. And I've had some conversations uh, personally with hockey fans and there's still a group of people who think this is a stupid signing and that the Leafs are wasting money. Uh, I, I, I don't get it. It's a, a it's there's it's a no lose. They're not committed to the guy for an extraordinary period of time. He's got a no movement clause. If it doesn't work out or they can't find a way to insert him into the lineup and have him be effective, they just cut him a check and say goodbye. What's the big deal? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it is an app. It's the prototypical definition of a low risk or no risk signing. He's making the veteran minimum seven hundred thousand um, dollars. I think people what people are looking at is the fact that yeah. you know he if he's a former Hart Trophy winner, so they see that and they say, I can't imagine him, you know, taking a fourth line center role. He's well, forty thousand he, he years old. Who cares? He's he knows what yeah. he's there to do, he's, and the Leafs know why they got him. He said it himself in his conference call on Sunday. Whatever Sheldon wants me to do, whether it's to play wing, whether it's to play third line center, whether it's to play fourth line center, I will do. So I don't think there's preconceived notions on Thornton that he's all of a sudden going to come in and play on the first power play or demand 20 minutes a night. It's not happening. He knows what his role is. His role is to come in and help the group that has not been able to get past the first round mm-hmm. to get past the first round to 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 challenge for Stan- this, a Stanley Cup. And Thornton didn't come here unless he thought this team could challenge for a Stanley Cup. I know there are some people out there that are laughing and saying, oh, my God, this team hasn't won in 53 years, so why would he come to Toronto to win a Stanley Cup? Well, you know, the Dallas Stars didn't make the Stanley Cup final in 20 years. They made the Stanley Cup final. Anything can happen as long as you have a good enough overall team. And we've seen that this team is sort of mm-hmm. inches away. They, they have are. The core talent. They just they yeah. just need those one or two pieces that gets them further. Layers of talent. Layers of reasons why this team is, like you said, inches away. And uh, I'm more excited about the team because of what's happened recently than I have been in quite some time. OG's converts, have your say in community. Build off of our conversation regarding Joe, regarding Dermot, regarding the team, the way it's built, where you think it's going to go. We appreciate everything you contribute to the Leafs Combo on YouTube, but not only YouTube, all platforms. Hit the sub button. Let us know you care because we care about you. Mike, before we go, let us know what you're working on and where we can find it. Uh, at hockeybuzz.com, mm-hmm. obviously. But uh, the next the next week or so, I think we're just going to reflect on what the Leafs have done over the last couple of weeks, where we think the, the team uh, stands now. Uh, obviously, right now, we don't know when the regular season is going to start and whether you know there's going to be an American Hockey League season or an OHL season. And that's going to affect whether you know a player like Nick Robertson plays with the team, goes to play for Team USA at the World Junior, or uh, goes and plays for Peterborough. I mean, a number of factors, and probably starting early next month, we'll I'll start doing the uh, top 30 prospects within the organization. Mm-hmm. So my my phone is blowing up over this Bronco, so I better get to it. Mike, have a good one.